following program is brought to you in living color on NBC. Hey, where y'all at? It is a thrill. I love this show. You're telling me a big fat lot. I was hoping for funny crazy. I will get on stage on Broadway and I will reenact the rantings of Charlie Sheen one day. Think you can replace me with some other guy? Go ahead. It won't be the same. Tis mightiest in the mightiest. Do not bring Shakespeare into this. You're so smart. Oh, really? Well, so are you. And yes, the rumors are true. They smoke, they drink, they use bad language in mixed company. They're extremely rich and they can flash more bling than most posses in this room. I know exactly who that is. That's the mother that loses every goddamn game. That's Kirk Cousins. <laughs> Get rid of him. Wow. Bros, come on. I love you, bros. Does everybody have to be crazy today? Now get me savior! Mackenzie goes in motion right side. Shotgun snap to Josh. Looking to throw left. Nobody there. Rolls to his right. Looks downfield. And he fires it downfield into the end zone. And it is caught for the touchdown. Emmanuel Sanders. Touchdown Buffalo. Josh bought time as he rolled to his right. And found Emmanuel Sanders all alone in the end zone for the 28-yard touchdown pass. Hey, you know what that's the sound of? That's the sound of the burgundy and gold getting boat raced in Buffalo on Sunday. Welcome into the DraftKings.com studios, everybody, on the Virginia side of the Potomac. It's the Bob Matthews Podcast. Delighted that you're with us, and stick around because in just a few minutes, we're going to tell you how you can get $150 in free bets with our good friends from DraftKings.com. We're also going to hit the ice in a few minutes, and we are going to hear from the Washington Capitals' two Best prospects in the system right now. Hendricks LaPierre, the first-round draft pick from last year, and Connor McMichael, who, depending on the health of Nicholas Backstrom, may just see some action in uh, with the big club to start the season. That's ahead in just a few minutes. First, though, yep, that's right. We pull double duty with the guys that are into the regular season already, and that is the Burgundy and Gold. That game was over in the third quarter, too. Why? Ask. I mean, there is no other way to describe it. Is there Pete? I mean, Pete, have you got another word to describe it or, or a phrase to describe it or anything? Not great, Bob. I think you're absolutely right on that point. What Josh Allen, man, was he good yesterday or Sunday or was he good on Sunday? 32 out of 43, 358 yards, four touchdowns, no interceptions. Ironically, you can't come out of that game feeling that bad about Taylor Heineke and the offense. I mean, for what the game was, they were competent. Now, granted, Heineke had two interceptions, both of them leading to scores. But if it hadn't been for that, and I know, if ifs and buts, it's possible that Washington would have at least stayed in the game into the fourth quarter. But the defense, uh, it's been said many times, many ways so far since uh, about 4 o'clock on Sunday afternoon. But Houston, we got a problem. That game was over midway through the third quarter because the defense just couldn't get off the field at 20, what was it, 27-14 at the half, right? Buffalo gets a couple of field goals there in the last three minutes of the second quarter. By the way, 
that is one of the problems that the offense had. It couldn't mount some sort of a drive to either kill off the rest of the clock or at least put themselves in position for another t- for another field goal. But the defense can't stop anybody. Uh, Washington gets the ball to start the third quarter and promptly goes three and out. All right, that's not great, but it happens. You kick it. Bills take over at their own two-yard line. This is the time when if you have a good defense, if you have an elite defense, if you have a defense that's supposed to carry this team, what do you do? Well, that's a situation where Chase Young and Montez Sweat should have taken over. Maybe sack Josh Allen for a safety, maybe force a bad throw for an interception, or at the very least, stop Buffalo three and out. That's on the entire defense. I'm going to be interested to look at the All-22 tape tomorrow when it comes out. But it just seems like uh, there are issues with the pass rush. But I don't know what's going on with the back seven. I really don't. And I know we don't know what the calls are. But one question that I want, that I, and I don't know that we'll ever get the answer to, but we hear a lot about, well, what's the defensive philosophy and what's the scheme? I'd like somebody to ask Jack Del Rio, what is the defensive philosophy? I mean, how is this defense supposed to be playing? What are the defensive linemen supposed to be doing? What are the linebackers supposed to be doing? What are the defensive backs supposed to be doing? Because they're not doing it right now. The numbers are what the numbers are. Again, 32 out of 43, 358 yards and four touchdowns for Josh Allen. Josh Allen did not have a great first couple of games. Got beaten by the Steelers. Uh, you know, righted the ship a little bit against Miami, but he just, he picked them apart. Same way Justin Herbert did and uh, similar to what Daniel Jones did. So I am going to be interested to watch the tape because, like, against the Giants, and again, now that we have the All-22 film, you can see how undisciplined uh, the defensive linemen were in that game. I mean, man, they were on, on some of those read options. It was just – I just got finished watching one play. James Smith-Williams, I mean, he just makes a beeline for the mesh point. If that was his assignment, okay, but – the person, the guy that was supposed to be playing, you know, the pitch, wasn't there. And that's the that's the thing that I can't figure out about this whole defending against the RPO is that it's not real complicated. I mean, this is one of the if you're somebody of my age and you grew up uh, playing high school football. And by the way, full disclosure, um, saying that I. Played high school football is stretching things, the concept, probably to the breaking point. Let's just say I was on the team. Not a lot of action there. Can't lie to you. But back in the 80s, you know, hey, the the option, offense, that's what you played in the Deep South. It was real simple. Everybody had an assignment. The defensive end had the quarterback. The outside linebacker had the pitch man. You just play those guys. If you play those guys, everything's fine. If you start trying to freelance, that's when you get into problems. That's what happened against the Giants. And against against the Bills, it was almost as if 
you know, the the linebackers and the defensive backs were just not just afraid of getting beaten deep, but petrified of getting beaten deep. But it's really not going to matter. You don't need to get beaten deep as much of a cushion as it appears that they were playing. Forget about, you know, forget about the, the, the blown assignments that we're seeing out there. And again, all that's neither here nor there because, and none of that would have mattered because of the fact that, again, the defense couldn't get off the field. I mean, Buffalo was as automatic on third down conversions as the Giants in San Diego was. And that's the thing about it. If you're going to be, if this defense, and specifically the defensive line, is supposed to lead this team, this is your, the way you are going to win football games, you got to get off the field. You knew going into the season with Fitzpatrick as your quarterback, and certainly now with Taylor Heineke as the quarterback, those guys are a couple of gunslingers. They're going to throw some interceptions, which means as a defense, you got to be ready to have to defend a short field at least a couple of times a game. That's just kind of the way it is. So because of that, you got to get off the field in normal circumstances. So when the opposing team starts on their side of the field, you got to shut them down. That's when you got to tee off and show up and make your money. You're going to you're going to be playing, you're going to be starting series on your own side of the field enough. Don't make it any easier for them to score points. And my god, 43 of them. You know, against a defense that people a lot of people myself included really thought could be elite this year. Maybe it still can, but it's got a lot of work to do, as Ron Rivera said last night, or uh, Sunday afternoon after the game. But Ron also had a chance to kind of not just calm down, because he did look like he was going to kill somebody there at, at some points of the game, uh, but also take a look at the tape and then met with us today. So, you know, we asked him, straight up um what's going on with the defense and i think the thing to have to understand is that you know doing things the right way giving yourself a chance by by playing within the uh the framework it, it creates the opportunities that they want and 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 that's hard it's hard to feel right now hard to see but again it's just you know it's one of those things it's to me it's going to happen it's just a matter of time we'll continue to work at it we know the situation the circumstances what we feel we need to correct uh who we need to correct and, and, and what we think works best with these guys. And we'll get, we'll get those things worked out. Well, they better get it worked out by Sunday because this sets up Sunday afternoon as a must win or this season will start to spiral out of control really quickly. The Falcons are beatable. Matt Ryan is not a very mobile quarterback. He does have some weapons out there, but his offensive line is even worse than the Giants. Again, all things being equal, the pass rush should be able to get to him. Although after the first three weeks of the season, I guess we have to say anything is possible. Regardless, you drop to one and three after this weekend and things really start to get squirrely because the Saints come in after that and then the Chiefs. And you still got to deal with the Broncos who are 3-0 and at this point and the Raiders who are 3-0 and at this point and Carolina who is 3-0 and at this point. And at the end of the night, either the end of Monday night, either Philadelphia or Dallas. And by the way, believe it or not, I hope Dallas only because I bet the money line on that game. 
uh, is going to be two and one in leading this division. You got to survive the first part of the season. Right now, I would take three and five at the midway point and be happy with that, knowing that you're going to have five games down the stretch against the NFC East, and you already got you already got one win there. So three and five, absolutely crucial. If they could somehow be 500 at the midway point, I'd be ecstatic, and I'd say they're a, they're a good bet to win the East. But that's a, that's a long, long way to go. Uh, we also asked Rivera, so if, if that's the case and people have to play the system, what's going on? Why aren't they? And he said in some cases he thinks they're playing a little cautious on defense. Some of us are playing a little cautious. We don't want to make mistakes, so, so we allow things to happen in front of us. I think some of us are trying too hard to make something happen, and, and, and that's costing us. And, and, again, it's really just, you know, do your job, put yourself in position, because, again, I've said this, the play doesn't care who makes it, okay? There's plays out to be made, and if where you're supposed to be, you get a chance to make those plays. Seems like there's a lot of communication issues out on the field as well on defense, and that's a worrisome problem. That, that unfortunately um, – it reminds us of the Greg Minuski era. I mean, at this point, there, I know that there, you know, you've got some new guys in there. Cam Curl, for instance, is playing a, a much more expanded role this year. Bobby McCain, veteran safety, is new to the system. Okay, I get that. Well, big deal. You know, you, those two um, miscommunicated on some big plays. You saw uh, William Jackson the third. Uh, on one of the Stefan Diggs touchdown passes, passed Diggs off thinking he had help over the top from Curl at safety, and he didn't. Uh, there was another situation where um, Buffalo hit a big first down play early in the game because Cole Holcomb and John Bostick had a miscommunication on 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 who covers the tight end, and I don't, you know, you can't tell without knowing what defense was actually called was. Was Holcomb supposed to stay with the tight end while uh, while Bostic uh, came up to fill the run gap, or did Bostic bite on the play action fake too much, and that left you know the tight end wide open? Either way, it's a problem, and they're problems that shouldn't be happening. I mean, if if they're going to lose a physical matchup, that's one thing, but. You know, if they're going to get outrun because somebody's just quicker, you know, that's another thing. But to, you know, to be out of position because you're confused as what your assignment's supposed to be, I mean, at this point, that just, that can't happen. And that seam route that the tight end ran, I mean, a seam route is the tight end basically running straight ahead. That's it. Straight ahead. And you hope that he can get a step on the linebacker, but it's not like he's trying to fake you out or anything. Uh, And he was wide open. By the way, all of those plays that I just described, if you want a real treat, um, go to, go to this website address, markbullock.substack.com and subscribe to Mark's newsletter. Uh, He's an English gent who loves American football and knows a hell of a lot about it. He breaks down, every Washington game on the All-22 film, and he'll give you a really, really good perspective into what's going on there from, you know, from that All-22 angle. I think you'll like it.
Uh, again, markbullock.substack.com uh, and subscribe to his newsletter. It's about 50 bucks a year, and it is well, well worth it. We also asked Ron about the rush and the fact that despite not sending a huge amount of pressure blitz-wise, um, this team has not been able to get pressure on the quarterback much this year. As a matter of fact, Josh Allen had enough time on just about every drop-back throw to drop back, go through all his progressions, eat a sandwich, drink a Dr. Brown's cream soda, and then decide where he wanted to throw the ball to. I think he was pressured on something like 5% of his throws or something like that. Anyway, here's Ron talking uh, about the problems with the rush. One of the things that we saw, we really kind of saw uh, on tape this past Sunday was uh, the, the rush wasn't as coordinated as it needed to be. You know, um, we had a couple instances where when Ron would win, uh, and he, you know, to, to whichever side he was with the end, he'd win. But unfortunately, the end was was wasn't coordinated with him. You know, he he did a nice up and under move, and got himself back inside. We had the win. We had the end wash around to the outside. Uh, a couple times when the end went to the outside, Duran had made a nice outside move as well. So we had two guys outside. You know, and, and again, it's one of those things that they have to have a little more coordination. They got to work a little bit better together and just understanding, you know, where, where each other's going to be. Because again, you, you need to have, make sure you've got an inside guy and an outside guy. You can't have two guys going into the same area. The bottom line he says is you got to play the scheme. Again, I, I think the thing that I'm, I'm struggling with more so than anything else is just, you know, we, we have to play the, 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 the schemes, the way they're designed, you know, they're, they're set up a specific way and there's an accountability to it. You have to do your job. Um, and you have to be mature enough to handle that situation, circumstances. And sometimes we get to the point where we want to try and do more than we have to do. Why they're trying to do that, I don't know. Um, and then on the offensive side of the ball, and I think it was, I think we uh, have to credit either Steve Wino, the AP, or John Keim for this question because it gets the Ron Rivera long answer of the day. But when asked about Taylor Heineke and his performances, again, not great, but certainly not the reason they lost this game. Uh, and Ron says he needs to, like like we heard on Sunday, he needs to play and remember that if they get down by a couple of scores, you can't get it all back on one drive. Yeah, so I'd like to see him do things in more of a game manager way. Um, sometimes that is really just taking what's given to you. You know, uh, go ahead and throw the check down. Go ahead and throw the jag or the drag, excuse me, or, 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 or the slant as opposed to, okay, I'm going to wait for the dig to get into that middle window. And then uh, in the meantime, everything is closing around me as the quarterback. Um, I'm going to go ahead and scramble out to my, to my right. And I'm going to wait for the guy to come across. I'm going to throw across my body. Um, I, I, you know, those are the things that you don't want to see him do. Um, and, and take what's there in front of him. Again, it, it might be a simple check down. Uh, on, on, on third and eight and, 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 and give the guy a chance to catch a turn and run and see if he can pick it up. Uh, it doesn't have to have, you don't have to throw the ball to a receiver that's beyond the, the down marker. And, and that's some of the things that he has to understand as far as game management. Uh, you know, we'll, 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 we'll make the, the, the right decision, you know, not, not the decision because it's hard, the decision because it's easy, but the right one. And if the right one's throwing the check down, we'll live with the check down. We'll live with the good decisions, the right decisions. There you have it. So Burgundy Gold has Tuesday off. 
back at practice on Wednesday as they get ready for the Atlanta Falcons, 1 o'clock at the Mercedes. Is it the, the Mercedes-Benz Stump? Whatever the hell they call the stadium down there in Atlanta. 1 o'clock kickoff in Atlanta on Sunday. When we come back, we hit the ice. Capitals had their first preseason game of 2021 couple of the kids got some ice time we'll hear from Connor mcmichael and hendrix lapierre when we come back it's the bob matthews podcast right here on the hockey podcast network well week three of football is in the books and now it is time to review the tape and get ready for week four with DraftKings sportsbook an official sports betting partner of the nfl and to kick off Another action-packed week. Check this out. DraftKings is giving new customers $150 instantly when they bet a dollar on any football game. So listen up. You don't want to miss this. This is free money. This is free play like you get at the casino. $150 worth of it. Head to DraftKings Sportsbook's app now. Place a bet of $1 on any game this week. Receive $150 in free bets instantly. And with that $150 in free money, you know, you can... You can make some bets, maybe or normally, ordinarily you wouldn't make. You know, you want to put twenty-five bucks on a money line on a long shot. Hey, it's their money. Why not do it? Because if it hits, you get to keep it because it then turns into real money. Now, if a sportsbook is not available in your state, DraftKings still has huge cash prizes up for grabs all season long with their daily fantasy contest. DraftKings is giving all new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with their first deposit. Download the DraftKings Sports app now. Use the promo code THPN to receive $150 in free bets when you place a $1 bet on any football game. That's promo code THPN this week at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Must be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, Pennsylvania only, new customers only, minimum $5 deposit and $1 wager required. One per customer. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in Indiana, 1-800-9-WITH-IT. back in welcome back to the show everybody it's the bob matthews podcast sponsored by our good friends at DraftKings. glad you were along with us time for us to talk some pucks so somebody in the back there cue the dramatic hockey music will you all right washington loses a shootout to boston three to two at Capital One Arena on Sunday. Again, first action of the preseason. It's a mix between some of the vets who are playing their way into shape. Tom Wilson played yesterday. And a lot of the kids, uh, many of whom, of course, aren't going to be up here this year. But it's a good chance to see some of those kids from a farm system that is not quite as barren as it was this time, say, last year. It's still not great, but it's getting better. And one of the guys who actually flashed yesterday 
was the Capitals' 2020 number one draft pick, Hendricks LaPierre. He had two assists. He assisted on the Joe Snively goal and on the Garrett Pelion goal as well. And remember, that was a big find uh, for, for Brian McClellan and the front office. They did not expect LaPierre to slip to their draft spot. Uh, he was considered a top 15, top, you know, top 10, top 15 pick. Uh, but because of some worries about concussions and whatnot, slipped to the Capitals and they grabbed him. So, you know, had a pretty good game yesterday. Connor McMichael uh, was also uh, involved in, uh, you know, also got some ice time yesterday. And uh, he, while he didn't tally either a goal or an assist, was involved in the shootout. Um, missed his shot. Uh, never, you know, sent it wide. Nevertheless, you know, he got some time too. So let's hear from both of them. First, uh, Hendricks Lapierre, who was playing his very first game here in the NHL and what he thought of that experience. Yeah, it was, it was awesome. Uh, you know, I think, uh, I can use my, my offensive abilities on the power play and, um, I feel comfortable pretty much at every spot. So, um, I think we got some good looks, you know, with uh, Mike's on the other side and, Pilon in the middle and Shiri in front, Marty at the D. So I think we uh, we got to keep working at it. But we had definitely good chances, good momentum, good ozone. So um, it's it's fun, obviously, to get a lot of puck touches. And um, obviously, next time we'll try to score. But I was I was pretty satisfied with the way we we played out there. Uh, lots of emotion, definitely. You get in the afternoon and you wake up from your nap. And as I said earlier, you don't really know what to expect. You, you know it's going to be buzzing and you know it's going to be pretty cool. But um, just as soon as I stepped on the ice for warm-up, I, I kind of felt the atmosphere. And it was really like, okay, that's go time. And um, I thought I thought it was amazing, you know, to be out there. And as a kid, you want to play in those games. You want to be put in those situations. You want to show yourself as much as you can. So um, the atmosphere was awesome. And, and I think the game was good, too, a good pace. So, uh, Fairly decent performance for LaPierre, I think, uh, in his first preseason game. He did say that the NHL, as you might imagine, is a grasp of the obvious, uh, a little bit different than playing in the juniors. Uh, it's different for sure. Um, I think guys obviously are obviously bigger, but they're really smarter too. You know, I think they, they think to play one play ahead every time. So um, whether it's on the breakouts or stuff like that, or, or even the forecheck, you, you don't really know what the D is going to do. And it's, it's definitely a, a different game than... Uh, I guess what I've played in the past years, uh, just because the guys are the best in the world, you know. So, um, but I think I can adjust to it, and uh, you know, it's 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 hockey at the end of the day, right? So you got to play your game, and I think uh, if if I do that, and if you know someone else do that, he's going to be good. It will definitely be good. By the way, if you can't tell, he's French Canadian. We also talked with Connor McMichael to get his thoughts on preseason game number one because McMichael is a kid we might see. Early on in the season, remember, Nicholas Backstrom still hasn't been able to practice because of an injured hip. If he's not there, it'll be interesting to see what Peter Laviolette does. One would think it brings Evgeny Kuznetsov to the first line. Do you put Connor McMichael, a 20-year-old rookie, on the second line? It's a lot for his young shoulders. I mean, uh, the first period, it was good to get your legs under you. And uh, obviously, we knew coming into it, guys haven't played in a while. So uh, just getting your legs going and, and your mind moving again. And uh, overall, I thought we played pretty good. And um, I'm looking forward to the next one. Yeah, like Mike said, it was a, it was a really good experience. Uh, like for me personally, it was my first one. So I didn't really know what to expect. And obviously, you come to the rink and you see you know, the fans and stuff like that. It's pretty impressive. Um, on the ice, I thought, you know, we had we had good chances. Obviously, it's unfortunate that we lost in, in the shootouts, but I think, uh, you know, we'll bounce back. It, it was it was the first game in a while for everyone, so um, I'm not worried, and uh, we'll just 
keep working and good things will happen. So the Caps now off on Tuesday, and they will play Wednesday. They've got the New Jersey, New Jersey Devils in the second of five exhibition games. Before we drop things for real here, and you know that opening night is going to be crack because it's the New York Rangers, whom, of course, Tom, uh, Tom Wilson is living in their heads rent-free. It's going to be beautiful. All right, Mick and the Clock on the Wall say we got to get out of here. Thanks, as always, to DraftKings for providing us with our sponsorship. We will talk to you tomorrow. Remember, like the wise man once said, if you're on your bike tonight, as always, wear white. Washed his hands and sealed his face.